Welcome to the Blue Fire Digital Network. Welcome to the War is Everything podcast, where we share scripture, discuss the Christian metal scene and music, help promote lesser known bands. I'm Zachariah. And I'm Hunter. And we are your hosts. Welcome to another episode of the War is Everything podcast, where we share scripture, talk about the Christian metal scene and music, and help promote lesser known artists. I am Zachariah, and I am your host. If you couldn't tell, intro is a little bit different today. Uh, the reason for that is simply that Hunter has taken on a new position at his job, and in the process of learning his new position and how to do it, he's very uh, busy, doesn't have a lot of time. So for at least a little bit while, he is not going to be hosting the podcast. Um, I will attempt to find other like guest co-hosts, but I won't make any guarantees, so it might just be me and whoever our guest is at the time for a little while. Uh Oh, yeah, I should probably read the scripture because that's usually what we open with. Oh, man, this is going great without Hunter. Anyway, so our scripture for today is 1 Kings 19, 11, and 12. The Lord said, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came, ah, after the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. All right. Today we do have a guest. Thank you very much for hopping on somewhat last minute. I asked him this morning uh, to hop on, but he just released East a new track. It's not quite the the Christian metal that we typically promote, but he is a huge fan of Christian metal and the curator of the official War is Everything podcast playlist on Spotify. Uh, we have Aaron Peckham, otherwise known as A.C. Peckham, the children's book author, or in this case, we're talking about A.C. the Bard, his white boy rap uh, <laughs> name. It's good to be here. Like, this was one of my musical goals to eventually be on an episode of The War is Everything. And here you are. I, I've, I've officially made it, so I would like to announce to everyone I'm officially retiring as a musician now <laughs> that I have achieved this goal. The lifelong dream of I'm kidding. being on a podcast <laughs> with like 60 regular listeners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, today we get to talk about your first uh, release, first original release because this is not your first release but the first one you did was a remix of the song Arth author i was about to say arthur you did the Ar arthur theme song that's what it is no a remix of the song author by steve on us which sorry kaylin i have never even listened to his original version of that song but just yours <laughs> um but today we're talking about your first original song which was space out right i'm not blanking right it was space out yes sir space out 
Yes, which I listened to a couple times today in preparation <clears throat> of the podcast. And of course, I listened to it as soon as you messaged into uh, our Discord that it was actually out, you know, because I'm a, I'm a cool friend that way. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about how you, the curator of a metal playlist and a children's book author, became a rapper. Well, you see, it's a very roundabout story. Music is something I've always had a deep, deep love for. And the older I got, the more I got involved in music. Like, it wasn't until... Excuse me. It wasn't until college when I joined choir at LCU Praise Choir. And um, through, there, uh, through that, I was able to join into... Chamber Singers, which is a more elite choir, as well as getting involved in musicals and stuff. And it kind of really fueled the flames that were already there that I had never been able to really express. Just this love of music, I was finally able to do something with that. Um, and so I've, I've kind of always had this idea in the back of my head of just like, you know, if I was a famous singer, or rapper or something, if I could start a band, that'd be cool. But it was never really a thing I took seriously. Um, fast forward to fast forward to um, when I when y'all opened y'all's Discord. Uh, it was there where I really started building connections with a lot of the people that got me here. Um, obviously, you know, I got involved with y'all um, curating y'all's po uh, podcast playlist. That's also where I met uh, Kalen. And so I was following his music and stuff by the time he, he released his author EP. And it was while my fiance and I were listening to that, that there's just something about the, the instrumental for that song that just kind of spoke to me and maybe the title too. Cause you know, as you've mentioned, I am also a children's book author. And so I just had this idea. What if I did a remix of that song? It doesn't have to be anything super serious just for fun i'll mention all my books and my publisher and illustrators in there and it might suck worst case scenario i pass it off as a cringy marketing attempt but i went through the process of you know i wrote a couple of verses for that he okayed me working on it gave me the instrumental for it um i went to a local place here in town just recorded myself rapping and it was the weirdest thing. Like I was so nervous when I got there. I'm just like, am I really doing this? But shout out to Matt Chavez at MC audio studios. He is awesome. Really encouraging, really easy to work with. And I just got in there and, and got my verses recorded. And from there, sent it off to, uh, to uh, Joe Murphy who uh, of Lazarus Complex who went ahead and mixed and mastered it for me. Um, and then I uploaded it via DistroKid uh, Distro and it, I don't know, it was, it was a really fun thing that I never took seriously. But once I really went through the process of making a song, I realized, hey, this is a thing that I could realistically do. And so I seriously consider I'm going to do it some more and see what happens. And 
so I already had some uh, some song ideas still left over from like years ago that I wrote just for fun. Um, started pulling those out of my old Google Drive. Um, and I've been networking with other musicians and just kind of got some got the ball rolling on a few fun things. And um, it was actually Kaylin who made the beat for this song that I just released, Space Out. Um, so that was really cool that he got to be a part of that as well. Like, he's the one that kind of got me started on this thing in the first place. And he, he's been right there to help me keep going with it. So in case I haven't shattered out Kaylin enough, Shout out to Kaylin. Go listen to Steve on us. Stream all his music. He's cool. Yeah, there's there's something of a a high almost with releasing new music that it's just it's there's there's nothing else that's quite like it. It's just different, you know. The the feeling of putting something that you made out there and you know having people listen to it and enjoy it and reach out to you and you know all that kind of thing. It's 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 special, you know. Maybe it's something yeah. similar to like releasing a children's book. I don't know. I don't, you know, funny, funny story. Yeah. Uh, the, the very first book that I read to my two month old son, who is too young to understand any books, but I, I felt it'd be cool was John, the cyber llama. So I, awesome. the, the first book that he ever <laughs> heard read to him, even though he can't understand a word of it was John, the cyber llama. Well, you know what though? Like, whether or not he understands it, being able to have stories read to you as a child has very positive developmental impact on a child. So I'm really happy I got to be a part of that. And <laughs> I, I hope it's a blessing. <laughs> yeah, uh, we put them all, like all of the books, I put all of them on his uh, registry, uh, you know, for my wife's baby shower and stuff. And like, nobody wanted to get them. I'm like, are the, I mean, <laughs> nobody wants to buy John the Cyber Llama. I mean, come on, that's great. <laughs> so I just yeah. went ahead and got it myself. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, uh, you're right. It it really is a very similar feeling, um, releasing a song and releasing a children's book because it's like it, it it feels very similar in that. Like I, I've just put out this creative work and there's like that period of silence almost where it's like, you know, everyone's excited for you, but you're not sure if they've read it or listens to it yet. And you're just like, okay, like, okay, I've achieved a thing, but is it good? <laughs> but it was really cool. Cause like right away I started getting some feedback from some friends and stuff, letting me know that they were enjoying it. It's, it's really cool getting to put something out there and realize that people um, are enjoying it. And as well, it's always awesome whenever someone says they relate to it. Because the song Space Out um, is more or less kind of about my ADHD and like how I kind of space out and all the crazy feelings going on inside my head and I'm trying to figure out how to put words to it. And so it's like, having people tell me they relate to that is, is really cool. Cause makes me feel like I'm not alone in that struggle and lets them know they're not alone with it. And so it's, it's really cool when it's not just being enjoyed, but it's being relatable to people. 
Yeah, I I think some of the most. You know, I I don't remember all the times that people have been like, oh yeah, I love your music, guys. It's great. What I do, you know, at, at this point, our music has been listened to by tens of thousands of people. I don't remember everybody. Oh yeah, it's great music. You know, the ones that stick out to me are the ones that are like, man, this this song that connected with me. You know, there's there's one guy that was saying that. The first time he heard the war is everything, he was going through a, a rough patch in life and he said it genuinely helped him get through that and you know, all that. And so that's that's the kind of stuff that sticks with you is the the people that actually make that that personal connection with it, you know. Yeah. So that's that's what sticks with you. And I don't know, when you when you release music, it's like putting your little piece of yourself out there for people to judge and <laughs> you know, yeah, all that because you you put a little bit of heart and soul into everything that you do as I'm sure you do as an author and as a musician as well and in songwriting you know it's a little piece of you that you're just kind of putting out there and there are always going to be the people that are like yeah this sucks this is terrible yeah. then if you're then if you're us you're just like yeah well <laughs> we know it's all terrible <laughs> yeah <laughs> see that that's where I'm at because it's just like I'm glad people are enjoying my song but it's a little harder for me to enjoy it because I'm still trying to get past the sound of my own voice. <laughs> you know, I, in the early days of the band, I tried to convince uh, all the members that are no longer with the band, but all the original members, to bring in a second vocalist to do cleans because I could not stand my clean singing at all. I hated it. And I was like, we can just be one of those bands that like has two lead vocalists, one that does all the cleans, one that does all the, the harsh vocals, and I'll just do all the harsh vocals and stick with that. And then Keegan, our old guitarist, was like, no, that's stupid. Do the cleans. <laughs> Sounds fine. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, it's worked out. Like, it's really cool kind of seeing your range as a vocalist because like both your cleaner stuff and your heavier stuff like east to west on the disease album was incredible because it starts out like about as soft as you could probably go and then just right into deathcore growling and screaming for the for the bridge <laughs> so yeah. I'd, I'd say i'd agree with keegan on that it's a it's, it turned out well that's and, and honestly like like you even got to have a clean vocalist to work with on some of the songs with Hunter doing the clean vocals as well. Like I think that's my favorite part of the song condemnation is because it's the both of y'all going at it together and it sounds incredible. Yeah. That's, that's the one song that Hunter was like, if any song it blows <laughs> up and anybody likes it and everybody likes it, please don't let it be that one because I don't want to play that song live. <laughs> I will I'm, I'm gonna make sure it happens <laughs> i will forever make fun of him too because if you listen to the album we we play some songs on an eight string guitar and some on a six string guitar and the the eight strings are tuned to drop a and the six strings are tuned to drop b flat except the eight string is tuned down to. I don't remember what tuning Hunter used for condemnation. Because it was too high for him in 
the original eight string tuning and i will forever make fun of him for that and sitting there in our little recording studio listening to his voice crack over and over trying to hit the high notes to in the original tuning. Oh, I'll forever make fun of him for that. And I, I genuinely <coughs> hopes that he, li- I genuinely hope that he takes some time to listen to the episodes that he's not a part of. So he can hear that. I'm making fun <laughs> of him right here and everyone can hear it. Oh, for sure. <laughs> we love you, Hunter. Eh, I wouldn't go that far. Tolerate. We're okay with you, Hunter. Tolerate. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we tolerate, tolerate you, Hunter. Hunter. We tolerate you very much. oh man so interesting we asked a similar question of the last Aaron that was on the podcast I think he was the last Aaron on the podcast I don't think we've had any other one but how does someone with a Church of Christ background which again we went into with the podcast with Aaron Reynolds from Grunge Punks Church of Christ they do acapella worship, right? How does one yep. go from that to like metal and rap and all sorts of music? Like you'd think that you'd be the least musically interested people in the world because you like don't believe in music or something like that. <laughs> well, see, that's not the case at all. Um, I would argue that it's because we sing acapella that we're more musically inclined. Now, let me tell you, the, it, it's not just we're all singing melody and there's no instruments. No, we use our voices as our instruments. So um, half of you are like the, beatboxing. And the, in the some churches, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, see, it's, it's been really cool because growing up in the Church of Christ, um, I never like thoroughly learned to understand it all until I was older, but I grew up familiar with the concepts of like harmonies and and stuff. So by the time I got to college and took a few music theory classes um, and was learning about like chord progressions and harmonies and intervals and stuff, it, it all made so much sense to me because it was finally just putting words to stuff that I was putting into practice every Sunday. Um, Cause you know, you've got, the different vocal parts, bass, tenor, soprano, alto. I sing tenor usually, sometimes bass. Um, and so it was really cool just kind of realizing the technical aspects of what I was already doing. Um, as well, it's, an, uh, it's worth noting that the elders at my church um, actually did a study on, on instrumental worship and stuff and came forward to the congregation and said, no, we don't think it's sinful, but we're going to keep singing acapella just because, you know, that's what we do. So, like, it's not quite that we think it's, like, wrong or you're going to hell for using a guitar. Some people may believe that, but my church does not. Um, and so it's like you'd go into the youth room and you'd always hear stuff like Lecrae and KB Manifest playing because, um, you know, what all the cool kids are listening to. Right, I remember right. when uh, when Kanye dropped his gospel oh. album, someone was playing that in there. It was never expected to hear Kanye playing in church. But as well, um, growing up, my I 
primarily went to Church of Christ with my mother, but with my dad and stepmom, they they kind of bounced around to different denominations, some Baptist, some non-denominational. The church my dad currently goes to is a Methodist church, and every church I've ever been to with, with them had instrumental worship. And so I was exposed as well to different forms of worship. Exposed. Um, you say it like it's an illness. You got exposed to it. <laughs> Uh, well, you could say it's a disease. Mm. <laughs> but I don't know. Like I've I always kind of had that exposure to different kinds of worship. Um it took me a little while to really broaden my musical taste as much as it is now. Um because my dad was always into heavier rock and roll and stuff and showed me that uh he introduced me to bands like skillet and thousand foot crutch and stuff and so there was a point in time where that's as heavy as i thought christian music could get um until one day come on striper um, exists obviously that's about as heavy as christian music gets but yeah it was it was on a mission trip when in uh tuscaloosa alabama after they had that tornado going through there um, we were helping with cleanup and serving the community there that was without housing and stuff. Um, while we were there, I actually came across a uh, Manifest's Live in Concert CD-DVD combo pack. And I got it because I liked Manifest. Um, and it came with a DVD that had like some music videos and stuff on there. And I'll never forget the first time like I clicked on the No Plan B music video. So the thing about that song, No Plan B, is there's a radio version where Manifest raps both the verses and, you know, it's your typical run-of-the-mill rap rock uh, Christian radio station friendly back when there were actually rock and rap on Christian radios. Um, but in the music video version, the second verse it is um, features Kenta Koi of the Japanese metalcore band Crossfaith. And he's just screaming this verse, and little 10-year-old me is like, what is this? What is happening here? I was scared, but I love it. I don't <laughs> understand it. So Crossfaith is not a Christian band, but they were like my first, they were like my gateway into like real, like the heavy stuff. I started listening to them, and through them, uh, discovered bands like Beartooth, they had a song with, um, Cold Rain, uh, Enter Shikari. And, you know, I started wanting to find, you know, what are some Christian bands that are doing stuff like this? And, you know, I realized uh, uh, like Red, Thousand Foot Crutch, they have a couple of songs that kind of go that hard, but like I want, I want to find some Christian stuff that goes like really, really hard. And it was a friend of mine, Michael Pugh, who one time at, at church mentioned to me, he said something about Christian black metal. And I was like, what, what, what do you mean? And that's when he told me about um, the album Helig Usvart by Horde. So I went home and listened to that. And oh boy. <laughs> that was, so, that was, that was something. Funny story. That, that was, uh, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Um, but yeah, that, that was my first 
time hearing black metal, um, I learned more about that genre, and I'm very careful with what I explore of that genre. <laughs> but it's like I realized, okay, there's way heavier stuff than I was aware of, and so like I started getting into Christian black metal, Christian deathcore, um, listening to bands like um, Renaissance. Um, and Tester, um, Abated Mass of Flesh was a fun one to discover. Um, and then I just trying to look for more, I started following like these Christian metal pages on Facebook and stuff. And that's, that's actually where I found you guys. Um, because someone shared a thing about this podcast, The War is Everything by this band blue fire horizon i was like hey that's cool though they have a podcast i can listen to i like podcasts so i listened to it started keeping up decided to make a little playlist for y'all and bada bing bada boom here i am <laughs> well, um, I and so so yeah it was it was middle of 2021 when i really decided i'm just gonna go all out and go out of my way to really, truly listen to everything. Because I always see, hear people talking about, oh, yeah, I listen to everything. And by, by that, they mean they listen to whatever's on the radio and one or two indie or classic rock bands. Like, I, I've in the past year discovered things like shoegaze, which I did not realize was as uncommon until I started showing the new Color Crush album to people and they had no idea what it was. I was like, oh, it's shoegaze, man. It's cool. But all the way to even more obscure stuff called like Vaporwave, which is like 80s retro ambient synth stuff. Um, black Gaze, which is like shoegaze, but black metal. Um, Psydub which I don't even know how to explain. It's like sort of ambient, but makes you like anxious. <laughs> There's this one called 8D, which I'm not sure, but I, I think it was trying to break my headphones. And I had it on. <laughs> There's some weird genres out there, man. And I've I, through that, I discovered plenty of favorites like I pl discovered plenty more different kinds of Christian metal, like I like Gospod, who has like Russian Orthodox chanting over black metal instruments. Um, Hard Look, who does like industrial deathcore, it, all sorts it of fun stuff like that. It wouldn't be uh, a War is Everything podcast unless Chris Johnson and Hard Look got brought up. That's just the way yeah. this always goes. Which, by the way, can you hear me clearly? Loud and clear, or should I turn up a little bit? Yes, sir. Good. I can hear okay. you. Okay. I just want to make sure because I don't even... Hunter does all the recording, usually, and he records it at all the channels separately so that like he can adjust volumes to match each other. I don't know how to do that, so if I'm really quiet, the listeners are just stuck with me being really quiet, and that's the way it is. <laughs> so Also, there will Fair be enough. no editing stuff out unless it absolutely has to get edited out. That's just how this is going to go. And Kefefe. deal with it. You're stuck with me. <laughs> yeah. But uh 
yeah, your your story reminded me of uh um something our old guitarist Keegan said one time, which he was saying that he was really huge into skillet when he was like 14, 15 years old, like every 14, 15 year old Christian kid was at some point, you know. But um uh his parents, his grandparents someone didn't really understand the the difference in subgenres of rock and metal and saw oh christian metal cool keegan will love this and got him the hollow by memphis mayfire for christmas yes yes and he said he put that on and it terrified him he's like what is this but here we are today he listens to Mostly deathcore and some metalcore and stuff. And even back when he was in the band, he was pushing the band to get heavier and heavier, which funny thing is Hunter and Maddie were talking about how vocally I kind of took the, the the new album in a much more deathcore direction than we had been before. And Hunter was like, I don't know. We didn't really sign on for that. Maddie, especially, you know, it was a metalcore band when she joined in. It was We're not a deathcore band. I'm like, Technically, originally, the goal of the band was to progressively get heavier. You just worked around when that was the goal. <laughs> so now, so the next album has to be even heavier somehow. Yes. Hunter's going to have to start practicing his heavies so that y'all can do it again. <laughs> but no, the new stuff that we'll be working on will we we've already talked. It'll be. Trying to keep that same sound, but working in some some new wrinkles. Um, there are some aspects of the EP that we kind of didn't have on the album that Maddie wanted to kind of work back into the new music. So it'll be trying to continue with the sound that we've established with Disease and then bring back some of the other aspects that we had before and as if our sound wasn't the, diverse enough, let's diversify it even more. Yeah. The best of both worlds. Well, if you want to just go crazy, if you ever need a rapper on a track, just you know, hit me up. All right, sounds good. <laughs> Keegan, Keegan tried to get me to rap at one point, <laughs> which little known fact, I can, I just don't, and I'm not going to. And you will all just have to live with the fact that I actually can rap and I'm just not going to do it for you. So. <laughs> okay, you're hearing it here now for, first, for the first time. Okay, edit that out. Nope. You're hearing it first here. I'm going to get Zechariah on a rap song at some point. No. Not going to happen. It's going to happen. It's not going to happen. Um, it's going to happen. You know what? Just to spite you, I'm gonna like feature on a Sivan S song or something. And <laughs> I'll take it. You know what? I'll take it. <laughs> Honestly, some deathcore vocals would would be a fun addition to that scream rap he's doing now. I think that would be a fun combination. I could do it. I want to. I want to see what his range is when it comes to the screams and stuff because I know he can. I just I want to know what his range is there. Yeah, I got a <laughs> this weekend I have to record uh a cover of a Diamonds to Dust song because I gotta do it this weekend. Oh yeah. Because uh I'm having surgery next week 
and uh oh wow yeah so i'm not going to be able to go full screams and stuff for a few weeks after that so yeah i i told christian i'm like i'm going to be probably the only person that's not doing corpus christi because for anyone that doesn't follow diamonds of the dust on facebook they're they're doing a a vocal competition so i'm gonna butcher a diamonds to dust song but it's not going to be corpus christi and full honesty the reason it's not going to be corpus christi is because I'm still not 100% sure sure what the Latin he's saying at the end is, and I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to try to learn that. No, I'm, I'm going to go for Restoration of the Soul, and I'm going to have fun on, on the rap part. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's that's the one with the little rap section on it. Yeah, I think yeah. <laughs> I, my, my favorite recently has been Play to the Wicked. I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have fun with the the breakdown part you know so we'll see either way no matter what happens it's not going to be as good as the the original because it's just not because i'm not christian yeah. <laughs> but ah <laughs> uh, man so wait you're not christian okay you heard it here first people uh blue fire horizon is not christian yep you got me you got me fine <laughs> James franchise tried to say that we aren't a Christian band because all four of us have not made a, like a public declaration of our faith as official members of the band because rock and Maddie are so <laughs> quiet all the time. He's like, they could be secret closet <laughs> atheists and none of us would know. Like, <laughs> I think he was kidding. You can never tell with him for certain, but I think he was kidding when he said it. James franchise was kidding. True or false. <laughs> oh man he's i like that guy he's he's unique he's 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 special yeah he's fun i mean with a name like james franchise you kind of have to be because that's literally the best name ever that's not even his name his name isn't james and his last name isn't franchise <laughs> See, I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that. And I'm going to continue to live in that illusion. All right. I'll tell Santiago that you uh, prefer his name to be James Franchise. But yeah. Yeah. I asked him about it one time and because his name actually means St. James. His dad has called him James like his whole life. And his his friends in college or something gave him the nickname franchise so he's like james franchise name yeah yeah <laughs> but <laughs> anyway so you started talking a little bit about you know the 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 meaning behind you space out a little bit you know you're the the adhd and you know actually spacing out all the time which you know but why don't you talk a little bit about the song and about, you know, the uh, motivation behind writing it and how that came together? Yeah, so I started writing this one. Um, I had the, the idea in my head. Um, so I've I've kind of known I always had ADHD. I wasn't diagnosed until I was an adult, but my mom was pretty sure I had it. And so being diagnosed just kind of confirmed what I already knew. So this song space out, 
I wanted to try and put words to something that I always struggle with that no one else seems to understand around me was this whenever I, I just kind of, excuse me, whenever I just kind of, well, space out. I'm not editing um, your burps out, by the way. Your sorry. burps, they're just, they're, that's like the third one. I'm not going to edit it out. I'm you drinking just... a lot of, this episode of The War is Everything is sponsored by Canada Dry Ginger Ale. Please sponsor us and give us money, Canada Dry. <laughs> We're pushing your product for you. Canada Fire Horizon. Canada Dry Horizon. <laughs> but, and you know, stuff like that. I just randomly get off topic. Yep. And my my brain just kind of works in weird ways where it's really hard for me to pay attention. And a lot of the times people think it's like my mind just goes completely blank <clears throat> or I'm ignoring them or I intentionally have selective hearing of who I do and don't want to hear. And as convenient as it would be to be able to just clear my mind like that I've never experienced a truly clear mind and what happens when I space out is that like my mind gets distracted and starts going in other directions like I'm constantly thinking non-stop and I mentioned some imagery in in the first verse talking about it's like I get in a fog and I'm lost in the blindness. The world gets loud, but I drown in my silence. I'm stuck in my mind. I feel so mindless. Um, drowning in a sea of thoughts with no islands. It's like there's plenty of thoughts going on, but I'm never able to really land anywhere like very easily. Um, kamikaze flying with no pilot. It's like it just goes all over the place, all crazy. And it's so hard for me to really focus uh, my mind and this is a struggle for me because I truly wish I'm able, I would be able to pay more attention to things and to people, especially the people I care about, um, really focus and get stuff done that I sometimes forget about unintentionally procrastinate and just, It's weird because it's like, it's not that I, my mind just goes blank. It's because my mind is so full of things that I don't understand and it's constantly going. <clears throat> and though this song is not exactly scriptural, I wanted, uh, I picked out that verse from Kings that you opened with as a means of relating to it because that's kind of how how my ADHD affects my spiritual life is that there's always this wind around me. There's always this earth quaking around me. There's always this fire raging around me. And it's so hard to just stop and hear the still small voice and really focus and pay attention to that. Um, that's something I've been trying to really discipline myself and get better about. I started praying with a uh, rosary that I had, like, I don't actually pray the rosary prayer. Um, but like I've been using 
this this rosary that I have is just a physical means of focusing myself. Like I, it's a kind of like count. It's a spiritual fidget spinner. Basically, yeah, it's like it's just this physical thing that I'm able yep. to like tangibly feel and count the beads. And like what I've been doing is like I go around it. I, I, I love starting with just go around the whole rosary praying the glory be prayer because it's just glory be to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit as it was at the beginning, as it is now, as it always will be, worlds without end. Amen. Doing that with the rosary in my hand has been an amazing way to, to really help me focus my mind on who I'm talking to and why I'm talking to him. Um, and then after that, I just go around and on each bead, I pray for someone different because I, I tend to forget to pray for people because I'm so forgetful and my mind's always wandering. Since I started counting beads to, to pray for each person, it's like I go through all the people in my family, any people that I immediately know I have prayer, uh, prayer needs for. And then I've still got so many beads left and I have to sit there and think, okay, who else do I need to be praying for? And I remember, oh, yes. I said I was going to pray for so-and-so. Okay, I have to say a quick prayer for them. I get to the next bead. <clears throat> I remember someone else that needed prayer. And sometimes I just pray for the first person God puts on my mind, which has led to some strange prayers. Like, I pray for people I've had nothing to do with for years. I've prayed for people I have tried to forget. And yet somehow using this tangible means of focusing my mind and letting God lead my prayers has kind of helped, helped me to really dive deeper into my prayer life than I thought I could go. And I'll, I'll be careful not to say everyone should do this, but this is just something I have found helpful um, in focusing my own self in prayer. So I I'm really hoping I've been able to convey that idea through this song that people with minds like mine and the way we are so forgetful or unmotivated is not because we're trying to be is it's because because there's something going on in our brain chemistry that just kind of does that whether we like it or not. And I have tried praying that away, but I also kind of liken it to the thorn in Paul's side where Paul said, I prayed so many times that God would remove this thorn in my side. And God said, no, because it's staying there, you know, be used for my glory. And that's something that I'm really hopeful this song does is that even though it's not explicitly a Christian song, that it is at least able to bring God glory in that it helps other people understand one another, helps people with ADHD like myself to feel heard and understood. And as well, other music I make will be more explicitly Christian in theme. And I'd love that 
I, I would love for this song to introduce people to the message that I'll be continuing on with. Yeah, you know, I, I was reminded a little bit because um, you were talking about praying for people that you, you know, hadn't dealt with in years and spoken to and all that. And when we split parted ways with our old guitarist Keegan, it was not a friendly split. Looking back, we all agree it needed to happen. But at the time, Keegan was my best friend. And after the the split and departure happened, he blocked me on all social media and severed all ties. Looking back now, I can say, as his friend, I was not a good friend through it all. You know, there was harm done on both sides for sure. And like I said, this, the split needed to happen, but the way it, it happened didn't need to happen. But I never stopped praying for him. And shortly before he moved away, a, a mutual friend of ours got us both together for lunch, and he, he tried to, you know, at least mend the relationship a little bit. And he asked, shortly before we all left the restaurant, he said, hey, do you see any way that in the future you guys could at least mend some sort of a relationship? His answer was no. I, I don't know that I see a way that we can. And to be fair, again, there, there were some issues between him and the rest of us in the band and I I personally can say I was focused on the issues that I had with him and wasn't focused on what may be going on with him in his life that was causing the issues. I was more concerned with the issues themselves. And my first instinct was to say, hey, man, you need to. You need to go because this isn't working out. And looking back, I. I, I could have been a better friend. And I, hey, man. Things are not going great. What's going on with you, man? Like. There's something not right. Like, what's going on? You know, as a friend, I should have reached out to him and, you know, asked what was going on with him. Anyway, I tell that long story because about a month ago was the two-year mark since we parted ways. And the only thing that I still have that I wasn't blocked on, I had his email address. So I emailed him. I'm like, hey, man, listen. It's been two years. I'm sorry for, for the way... Things went down. I'm sorry that I wasn't a better friend to you. I should have, you know, reached out to you and seen what was going on and all that kind of stuff. And I know that two years ago you said you didn't think that we could rebuild any sort of a relationship, but I'm just here to say I miss you, man. And wondering if maybe that would that changed. And he didn't respond. And he didn't respond. And then two weeks later, he emailed me back and basically said, hey, man, I miss you, too. Looking back, I see that that's not where God had wanted me to be, that, you know, the split had to happen. It wasn't a pretty split, but, you know, that's that's not where God had had me in, in 
you know, that's not the plan God had for me. And long story short, very long story. Sorry. Uh, we, I, <laughs> I text him pretty much every day back and forth now, and we've rebuilt our friendship. And I, like I said, I never stopped praying for him and praying that, you know, maybe someday God would, uh, mend that relationship. So like, you know, sometimes praying for people that, you know, you don't think you're ever going to see or talk to again, God works, God works through that because yeah, two years ago, I didn't think that I didn't think that there would be any relationship to be mended there. And well, look at that. <laughs> so yeah, I don't, that's a long story. And that went way off course of what we were talking about, but I thought that was a pretty cool, like God's good and brought my friend back into my life kind of story. So like, don't give up on praying for people and praying for relationships and you know, especially if God puts it on your heart that you should be praying for somebody or praying for something, do it. Listen to him. Yeah. I, I definitely get that. And I think I needed to hear that, honestly. Yeah, I, uh, for about two weeks, well, for like two or three days after I sent that email, every time my phone would vibrate with an email notification, I'd be like, oh, is that him? No, it's not. It's just spam email. <laughs> and then there was about a week where I was like, not angry, but like frustrated. Like, man, I put myself out there and he just like completely ignored it. Like if he doesn't want to talk to me, at least say it, you know, kind of thing, you know? So, and then, you know, the, he, he finally responded and I was like, holy crap, he actually responded. Then I opened it up like, holy crap. It's actually like positive. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So back on topic. See, here's, here's the problem is that uh, my wife and I have a friend who has a, a master's degree in clinical psychology. She spent 10 minutes with me and went, dude, you gotta be ADHD. Like there's, you just are. You are. So the problem is we between the two of us, we have two people that can't stay focused on anything. Trying to, to do a podcast. <laughs> but anyway, back on track. Um, what is the future for AC the Bard? What what do you have in the works? What are you you looking at? So I'm not entirely sure what the long-term future is for AC the Bard. I'd like to say I'll keep going with this music thing for a long while. And hope if I'm lucky, maybe end up being able to do it full time. You know, that's the dream I think everyone has that, that does music. But for now, um, some immediate plans I have as I said, Kalen's the one that made that beat for Space Out, and I actually paid him for a second one at the same time, so he's working on something really fun for, for that that I plan to do a fun little thing with the youth minister at my church with that one. Um, as well, I am working on a collaboration with Zay Hill for something that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I actually have my first feature verse coming out later this month, I mentioned Bartholomew of Diamonds to Dust. 
It's actually his song that I am featured on. So that is going to be a lot of fun when that comes out. I'll keep cool. an eye out for Grace Guys. Um, that That's kind of the immediate future. Some plans I have in place. I'm not entirely sure, but I really hope to get moving soon. Um, I am talking with Joe about him producing a, a, a six-song that I am hoping to do. I've got all the lyrics written for it. I just got to organize it and make it sound good. <laughs> um, that That's kind of like the main big thing in my sights right now is getting that EP put together, which I already know exactly how I want it to sound. And it's going to have three features on it. Kaylin's going to be one of them. So I, I'm beyond that. I, I am just going to see where the Lord leads me. That's how I've gotten here. So I figured that's the best course of action is simply to follow wherever God leads. Cause if I had listened to my own plans, uh, Lord knows where I'd be. Um, but once I just kind of gave up on all my plans, somehow I wound up working on my master's in ministry where I'm at right now. Um, somehow wound up engaged to my first college crush who I thought was long gone. Somehow I got in touch with you guys and actually got the ball rolling on one of my childhood dreams as, as well as that's how my books happened. I just happened to be connected to the right people that God put in my path to get this silly cyber llama story published <laughs> And from there, it's been an amazing ride. It's been a crazy, crazy ride. Scary sometimes. Um, a lot has changed for me, both good and bad, the last couple of years. But, you know, I just figured the Lord will lead me where he will, and it'll be way better than anywhere I plan to go. Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> well, do you have anything else that you want to add? Any message for anybody listening? Anything at all? I would firstly like to say thank you to you for inviting me on. Um, thank you for everyone who's listens to Space Out. Um, it means a lot to me that y'all are supporting me on this crazy dream of mine. Um, <clears throat> if I may plug my children's books, of course, I actually do have a new one coming out soon. I am working on the final touches for We Believe in Bun Bear, the sequel to Bun Bear Believes in You. Um, I don't quite have a release date yet, but it is coming soon. So y'all keep an eye out for it and be sure to read Bun Bear Believes in You to get ready for that sequel. Perfect. Perfect. Also, listen to Christian Storyteller Chronicles, a podcast dedicated to exploring the Christian imagination and interviewing uh, all sorts of Christian authors and creators of every kind. Oh yeah, how did we? For how did I forget to plug that? Like this, this is a, a network thing, and you're one of the co-hosts of. <laughs> oh, by a, the way, a, a, of one of the podcasts <laughs> on the network. 
by the way, I totally <laughs> forgot that too. I was like, hey, yeah. I, I actually work for you guys technically. <laughs> I, I guess in a way, because technically <laughs> Hunter is the the quote unquote president of of the network. So like I guess he's the boss. Doesn't look like a boss. He doesn't whatever. Uh he's not my boss. He's got a boss beard. <laughs> His beard is the boss. Oh man. He looked even less like a boss back when he had l- the long hair. When I first met him, he had long <laughs> oh, hair down past this. his shoulders. I will send you some pictures when oh, we're yes. done here. I will send you some <laughs> pictures. It's, it's something. It's uh, awesome. I mean, if you've seen him, his hair is so thin. Like the long hair, it was, oh man, it was so long and thin. Oh, I can only imagine. It was something. It was something else. But yeah. But uh, <clears throat> if you're listening to this, keep me in prayer as well. I am going in for surgery uh, next week, Wednesday. So this should be Friday's episode. I'm not sure exactly when it'll be out. Normally it comes out at midnight, but that's not going to happen today. But sometime on Friday it should be out. But yeah, so on Wednesday I'm going in to have surgery and then I'm off work for six weeks. So that'll be nice to be off work for six weeks, but at least the first week or two of that will be very unpleasant (laughs) You know, oh yeah, recovering from I'll definitely be praying for you. Surgery, um, yeah. So uh, keep Hunter in your prayers. He's uh, adjusting his, the the new position at, at his church. Uh, right now is taking up a lot of time because it is a a full time forty hours a week kind of of position. But right now it's a lot more than that because he's trying to speed learn this new position. So he's putting in his 40 hours and then more on top of that to actually learn how to do the job and all that kind of stuff. So he's, he's pretty swamped and pretty busy right now. So uh, keep him in your prayers. Uh, what about you, Aaron? What do you, what do you need prayer for? Um, I guess I'd say I also have a fairly busy load lately um, between work working full-time. I also recently applied for a ministry apprenticeship that I'm really hoping to get. Um, I I already try to volunteer with ministry opportunities in my church, but if I was able to do it as a full-time job, that would be a great blessing. That way I can really focus my time on that that I'm giving to other things. Um, I guess just prayers to stay focused on what's important in the midst of work, school, music, writing, and running my own podcast as well. Um, And, you know, I could also use some prayers for wedding planning because I, as I mentioned, I am engaged to the most incredible, fantastic, magnificent, spectacular woman in the entire universe. So it's going to be amazing. I'm just want to make sure we get all that planning hammered out. Well, that was a stressful, that's a stressful time. Like, you know, not going to lie, you know, but rewarding, I suppose, you know, but trying to get everything. It's, it's a lot. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, one last thing as well. Um, 
for anyone that <clears throat> was supporting uh, the podcast through a monthly donation of any kind. Anchor had some issues, and anyone that was supporting the the podcast no longer is. They Anchor stopped taking like the their they're processing. They stopped processing payments and stuff, and that turned off all like support and stuff from people. So uh it is back up and running. So if if you were one of the the people that uh was generous enough to be supporting us financially to help keep this podcast running, uh you no longer are unless you are aware of this already and have gone back to you know redo that or whatever so to speak um so yeah anchor is back up and running but for a while i you'd have to ask hunter for specifics because i don't really remember i just remember him telling me that and then he told me again like two days ago that anchor's back to taking supporters again and stuff so um i don't remember exactly what the link is but i'll have uh, hunter has all the 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 show ending free the pre-recorded show enders and stuff so i'll have him add that into the end of this episode so if you would like to support us we appreciate it we don't we don't do ads because we don't we don't want to do ads you know this this except for canada dry ginger ale (laughs) except when we have weirdos like aaron on that are like hey ginger ale (laughs) but all right with that being said Thank you, Aaron, for for joining us and talking about your your music. Go stream his new song, Space Out. Go get you some children's books. If you have kids, support Aaron. That way, I know it's available on Amazon. Uh, Where else can they find your your children's books? My children's books are are available on Amazon as well as in Kindle format. They're also available on Barnes & Noble, Walmart, and Target websites. And honestly, if you just Google John the Cyber Llama by A.C. Peckham, you'll find all sorts of weird websites I didn't know exist that apparently have them. <laughs> um, I found one that was in, like, I think French. Uh, I assume it was selling my book. It was the cover, but I, the, the title was in <laughs> French, so I don't know. All right. Well, go ahead, stream his music, go follow all his socials, all that kind of stuff, um, and buy your kids some children's books and support Aaron in his, his dreams as a musician and an author. And this coming up is his new song space out. You can help support us by heading over to anchor.fm forward slash T W I E pod and clicking on the donate button where you can select one of a few monthly donation rates of $1, $5 or $10. All money helps keep this podcast up and running as well as supports lesser known Christian artists. Thank you for listening and God bless. You're speaking to me, but I 
seem to disappear in your midst I'm not ignoring you, I've just forgotten that you exist It sounds crude and you don't think that it's true, but it is How to explain it in a way that you won't dismiss I wanna pay attention, but I spend it all in the mist I'm staring at you, trying to listen, but I tend to remiss Everything you say reminds me of something different And then I'm down a rabbit hole of thoughts as I reminisce About another time when someone told me something that reminds me of this topic Oh, it wasn't, must mean nothing, wait, I remembered, no, I just forgot What are we discussing? I'm trying to keep up honestly, but my mind keeps buzzing Trying to look at and I'm missing all the words that are coming Hyper-focus on body language, my focus is numbing Drilling off into myself, trying to clear all the plumbing I'm fighting so hard to focus, but it amounts to nothing I don't know why I'm like this Honestly, I don't even know how to fight this I get in a fog and I'm lost in my blindness The world gets loud and I drown in my silence I'm stuck in my mind, but I feel so mindless Spend eternity in a second so timeless Drowning in a sea of thoughts with no islands Kamikaze flying with no pilot I let my mind run in every direction I'm quickly losing track of every trajectory. I try to get a hold and find some interconnection But every trail is leading to a different dimension I try to clear my mind of this violent infection But all I do is further delve into this dissection And once again I find I'm ankle deep in distraction And still I'm failing to give you my attention Sometimes I space out And the whole world fades out Ain't nobody but me and my mind when I space out I'm in a void soaring way out And I can't find my way down Head in a space cloud And you wanna ascertain now What is this all about? But I don't know the way to explain When my brain goes away when I space out Control to major tom Transmission unreceived, I'm drifting off Going to infinity and beyond Out the galaxy into a nebula I'm aware I'm wasting your time and my own Every time I get trapped in this phantom zone Meditate on everything I've ever known But leave it in my head and then get nothing done Dwelling in the past, I often speculate About all the things I wish that I could change Looking for a brighter day, don't hesitate Prepping for the worst before it escalates Missing out on now though, that's the loss I take When I'm lost in space and I can't regulate All the crazy things going on in my brain Counting all the stars inside the Milky Way You don't see what's going on inside of me You just take my silence as a sign of my impiety You don't feel the weight of all my crippling anxiety You don't even care, you always wanna take a bite of me There's so many things I really wish that I could try to be But I always seem to lack intention all in spite of me Feeling like I gotta be productive every time I breathe With a motivation though it's like my brain is fighting me It's not my choice It hits me like an asteroid I'm lost in space Please understand and give me grace Sometimes I space out And the whole world fades out Ain't nobody but me in my mind when I space out I'm in a voice or a way out Voids or a way out And I can't find my way down Head in a space cloud And you wanna ascertain now What is this all about? But I don't know the way to explain When my brain goes away When I space out When I space out When I space out